This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the official podcast of the Milwaukee Brewers. This is Brewers on Tap. Here's the pitch. A curveball! Time to tap the keg with Lane Grindle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode number 202 of Brewers on Tap. Lane Grindle with you, and we're glad to have you with us for this edition of the podcast as the Brewers playing some great baseball right now. They have won seven of their last eight. They have won the first two games against the Diamondbacks and looking to try to win the series this afternoon with Brandon Woodruff on the mound against Arizona. It's been a good run for the crew. They're getting a lot of things done offensively. That's been one of the main storylines over this latest hot streak for the Brewers. And now they find themselves sitting at 31-26. and 26. They're just a game out of first place in the NL Central. This pitching has kept them in it, and you've been waiting for the offense to take hold. And boy, is the offense starting to get it going. The long ball has been a big reason why. Brewers have hit multiple home runs in three straight home games for the first time since June 6th through June 9th of 2019. They did so in four straight home games against Miami and Pittsburgh back in that 2019 season. But this offense starting to put up some really good numbers, some crooked numbers, in fact. Let's go back and look at what this offense has done. Five runs on Friday night, seven runs on Thursday night, seven runs on Tuesday. They won with the walk-off on Monday on Memorial Day against the Tigers, scored just three runs in extra innings in that one. Shut out the Nationals and beat them 3-0 over the weekend in Washington. 6-2 against the Nationals in Game 2 of that series. We're going backwards here. 4-1, they win Game 1 of that series against the Nationals. They score six runs against San Diego in the final game of that series. A couple of one-run games sandwiched in there, but a five-run game against San Diego before that in Game 1 of that four-game series. They scored nine against Cincinnati in their final game back on May 23rd against the Reds. Four runs in Game 2 where they won that series. Four runs in a loss in game one of that series four runs against Kansas City in a loss and yeah there's a couple of losses in there but you get the point when the Brewers score four runs most of the time they come out on the top end of things and they are putting up four runs and four runs plus I should say very consistently right now and it's a very encouraging thing for the Brewers when they score at least four runs they're 25 and 7 this year so you see why that's a pretty significant number for this team and that's a testament to to where this team has come to offensively but it's also just how good this pitching's been that four runs is going to win you most games because the rotation's so good the bullpen is held up and uh, very elite at the back end of this bullpen and things look really good right now for the Brewers. So things are set up well. Two more with the Diamondbacks. Then the Brewers will have an off day Monday and then hit the road and go back to Cincinnati for three with the Reds before coming home for yet another homestand. So uh, it's a good time to be a Brewers fan. I think there's a lot to be excited about over the course of this summer. 
And, of course, we had the Tropical Tailgate on Friday morning, and now you can get tickets to any Brewers home game the rest of the way. You just got to go to Brewers.com or call the box office and get those Brewers tickets. Reopening day coming your way on June 25th. There's going to be a lot of fun, exciting stuff going on that weekend. That is 80s weekend, by the way. Uh, here at American Family Field, but uh, you want to come out. We want to have you out. We want to see as many fans as possible start jamming up American Family Field when we go to 100% capacity starting on June 25th. We've got a great show for you coming up. We're going to talk to Andy Haynes, Brewers hitting coach. He's feeling pretty good about where this thing is starting to go from an offensive standpoint. Christian Yelich starting to get locked back in. You see Daniel Vogelback starting to put some good swings together. Jackie Bradley Jr. had a two-hit night a couple of nights ago. Some injuries with Kane and Wong both on the IL, but overall some good things happening with this Brewers offense. Also joining us, Tom Flanagan is going to join us. We're going to go down on the farm and check out the Brewers minor leagues. We're a month plus into the season. Some good things happening down on the farm for the crew. Let's jump right into it and let's talk to Brewers hitting coach Andy Haynes as we break it down. Let's break it down. Andy, your offense has started to to kind of find itself, it feels like, over the last couple of weeks. We've seen some big offensive outbursts in some games and just in general when you start to individualize it you got some guys starting to really swing the bat well right now how much of this has just been getting guys healthy and getting them kind of settled into the season yeah I always think there's multiple things at play um, you know if you kind of endure some struggles and I think a lot of it was um, you know health related and you know it's it's hard to kind of define this word but like chemistry within your lineup or, you know, yeah. any part of your team, I feel like is a real thing. And I think you could say that about anything. And I think just getting some, some continuity and, and kind of the same names over a, a 10 day stretch. I, I do think that matters. Uh, and, um, I think, uh, having a healthy low cane in there, which regrettably, you know, yesterday you had kind of a leg issue there, but, uh, you know, I think just getting the guys in there consistently, and, you know, the other thing, the word you used was finding our way. And, and I think that's, you can see that kind of happening also. So, uh, you know, the story's not written yet is what I yeah. say. And, um, but we are like, we're showing some signs and you can kind of feel it coming, which is uh, what we all have kind of been waiting for and uh, painfully waiting for uh, with how good we pitched. So um, signs of some good things to come. You know, you, you talked about Lowe and, and his presence and what it means. And, and Christians, obviously, we know what that presence means, too. Even if Christian's not putting up the huge numbers, just putting him in the lineup, it's other guys in spots in the lineup that maybe they're more equipped to hit in as well. And so it kind of has a trickle-down effect with some of the other guys also. Uh, you've gotten great production, though, from Colton Wong at the top of this order. He's been, I think, everything you thought he would be. Omar Narvaez, obviously, has had a great year. Avi's having a very solid year as well. So there's, there's some really good success stories in there within this lineup. There are, I think that's maybe the hardest part about going through the, the two weeks there where we just, we were not doing much offensively, you know, we just weren't pushing runs across and giving ourselves much of a chance. I think that's the most painful part about it was there was enough positives um, that I didn't think it, it should be occurring the magnitude it was. I mean, you look at, um, what we witnessed, you know, last year and then the turnaround of, of Avi, um, 
Garcia and, and Narvi. And, you know, then I think just not having Christian healthy and, and the fact that, that Keston wasn't Keston, I think that probably got magnified whenever Narvaez went down, to be honest. I think that's kind of when it all started. But, you know, neither here or there. I mean, the bottom line is the season's going to keep coming at us. And I think, you know, kind of the narrative for me is um, we, we're going to acknowledge that we have not held up our end of the bargain. We want to be better. We need to be better um, to really take advantage of the pitching that, that we're getting and that we're going to continue to get. And then, like I said, the story's not written. I mean, you look at somebody like Avi, who has played really well, um, Narvaez. The bottom line is you, all you can do to this point is set yourself up to have a good season. There's over 100 games left. It's a ton of baseball to kind of make some hay here and, and now really go do some damage. So whether you're where you want to be or you're not where you want to be, the story is not written. And I'll keep saying that to our guys of you got to keep plugging away you got to keep going. And then later on, when people are excited, honestly, you kind of look back and say, hey, I'm kind of reaping the rewards of what I did back in April and May. You know, it's starting to show up. How has Willie Adamas's presence been positive? It seems like he's brought a lot of energy from day one. Yeah, I cannot speak enough about it. I mean, he walks in the room and wow, the uh, charisma he has and and you know, the personality and, and the genuine, like very authentic guy. And, you know, I say all that, um, but then you watch him play and, you know, he, this guy's just scratching the surface. This guy's literally has a chance to be a game changer for us. He can impact the game in so many ways um, to be able to acquire that type of player. I know we gave up a lot, um, but you have to, but wow. Um, this is an exciting guy for the Brewers fans to watch. I'm telling you, this guy's just scratching the surface. And uh, he's basically just a star in the making. I mean, that's how much I think of him, of his ability, you know, and, you know, his, his personality and what he wants to accomplish. It's, uh, it's pretty special to watch. And, and uh, it did give us a jolt of energy. I know that. Some fun comments there from Andy Haynes on what Willie Adamas has meant to this team and this team is playing very good baseball since Willie Adamas became a part of this club, and that's an important thing to remember because his energy and his, his offensive ability, he has swung the bat very well since the Brewers made this trade. The Brewers made the trade on 521, but he joined the team on 522 in Cincinnati. They won their next two, and actually their next three because they won game one against San Diego. So they were 3-0 and with Willie Adamas, then dropped those two middle games with San Diego. So then they were 3-2, and then won the final game of the San Diego series, 4-2 and with Willie Adamas, won three straight against the Nationals. That is 7-2 and with Willie Adamas, 8-2 and after the Memorial Day win, 8-3 and after the loss to the Tigers, and now 10-3 and is the record since Willie Adamas became a part of the Brewers. So uh, that's not by accident, I don't think. I'm not saying he deserves all the credit. He certainly doesn't. He wasn't the one that was out there taking a no-hitter into the eighth inning like the Brewers' Freddie Peralta did last night against the Diamondbacks, but uh, it's just lifted everybody up, and his presence has been big. And talking to some other people around baseball that, that know a lot about Willie Adamas, they will tell you that uh, they believe there's another level for him and that he is, as you just heard Andy Haynes say, just scratching the surface and that 
there is another level for him that the Brewers may be able to get him to. And if they can do that, that could really bode well for the future for the Brewers at that position, at the shortstop position. Okay, um, this has been an exciting stretch for the big league club, but there's a lot of really good things going on down on the farm as well. And we're going to sit down with Tom Flanagan, Brewers Farm Director, and talk about the first month plus of the season. And then I'll give you some numbers as well on what's going on with some of the Brewers' names down on the farm. Here's Tom Flanagan. Checking in on the farm. I think when we talk about things down on the farm, we've got to start with the, the new affiliate, and that is the Nashville Sounds. Of course, they're red hot. They're playing well. That's always a good thing. We like to see that. But it's such a great setup. Great city, great ballpark, easy travel. This has really been a great thing for the Brewers. It is. It's a perfect match for us. I know we're, we're pumped to be back there as a front office. Our staff and players are, uh, the first day they got there after the alternate site, they just couldn't believe it. They just love the, the facility, the clubhouses, the amenities. Everything's great. And then, as you mentioned, getting guys up to Milwaukee, the proximity is huge, nonstop flights. And it's really a big league city that we're in for AAA. So we really like it. And obviously the players have, have taken it onto the field with them and it's showing so far in their play off to a nice start as you mentioned there's, there's a lot of talent in AAA right now for the Brewers and a couple of weeks ago when Christian was doing his rehab you look at the lineup and it looked like a big league lineup in a lot of ways because uh, there was a handful of guys at that point that were on rehab assignments but there's some guys really performing down there and, and turning some heads right now there are yeah really from from top to bottom of the lineup everybody it seems like every night you know four or five guys are showing up and, and swinging the bats really well and then the next night it could be three or four different guys so it's really up and down the lineup I think uh, Zach Green first and third He's been swinging it well. Pablo Reyes, the fans have seen up in Milwaukee. You know, he's just got back down there, hasn't had a ton of at-bats, but he's kind of picked off where he's left off here, and, and he's got a couple home runs down there for, for Nashville. So really from, from top to bottom, it's a good lineup. And then on the mound, you know, with the movement to the big league club, obviously supporting the big league club is number one priority, but they've managed to piece things together where the, the starting staff has done a nice job. Uh, Ashby has kind of settled in now. His first two starts were just okay, and then his last several have been strung together pretty well, and he'll be on the mound, I believe, on Friday night for him you know talking about Aaron Ashby I want to talk about some of the prospects and he's so exciting he's a lefty with unbelievably good stuff anybody that saw him in spring training can see that is it just consistent strike throwing that the final step for him really is that the the only thing really left to work on it on with him I think so I think just the maturity for, to that level he, he leaped over double a completely obviously being you know, 2020, what it was, you know, some guys in the game have had to jump levels and things, but I think just getting to that AAA level where you're facing not only prospects like him coming up, you also have those established, you know, guys that have played five, six years in the big leagues that are trying to get back to the big leagues. So you're battling, you know, wily old veterans and the young, the youngsters that are, that are coming up. So with him, he does a lot on the mound. You know, I think strike throwing will be a strength of his before it's all said and done, but he does a lot with his, you know, alters, you know, his leg lift and, and his approached his delivery pitch to pitch it messes with hitters timing as well and then at the end of the day his stuff's as good as anybody we have so he's really a guy we're really excited about and, and should be able to impact the big league club not too far down the road staying with the pitching theme and moving down to double a ethan small is there he's first round pick a couple of years ago and he was part of a no hitter uh, a couple of weeks ago a combined no no how has he made that uh, adjustment to double a 
he's he's really hit the ground running. His his each start really has been better. As you mentioned, he had part of the no hitter combined no hitter over nine innings. His last start, I believe it was five innings. He punched out eleven. Uh, was the the or the franchise's strikeout record um, since they've been in Biloxi. And you know he's just he, he he's similar to Ashby in some ways in terms of what he does to mess with hitters' timing. Probably even maybe a little more advanced than than Aaron in that regard. But guy that really knows how to pitch, but does have the weapons in his arsenal. And I think he's going to be a, a guy that, you know, obviously the fans up here will get to know in the, in the not-too-distant future. But at this point in AA, he's really settled in nicely and kind of anchored that staff in the early going. The two guys we talked about, they're catch partners in spring training, so it makes sense that they both alter timing and do all that kind of fun stuff. And, and Aaron Ashby even told me they experiment a little bit while they're playing catch with different ways to throw off. The timing. Garrett Mitchell is back. He, he had a little bit of an injury, and I know you guys were very cautious with him and, and proactive on that end, but he is back, and he's hit the ground running since he's been back. He had a home run the other night. He has, yeah. He, he, he got banged up there with the, a little muscle behind his knee. Um, didn't think it was that serious. Just erred on the side of caution. Eased him back in as the DH. Hit a home run, as you mentioned, a straightaway center last night for the Timber Rattlers. And tonight, I think, is going to be his first game in center field, so it'll be good to ease him back into that and, and get him some innings out there tonight. And then over the, the weeks ahead, he should be back to 100% in, in no time. But he's a fun guy to watch. He, he uh, almost legged out a double. That was a, It was basically a sure single off the bat. And it was one of those you go, no, no, no. And he, he actually beat the throw to second in the, in the late innings. Umpire called him out, but he was, he was clearly safe on the replay. So, anyway, fun guy to watch. I think the fans are really going to enjoy it. He brings it, you know, the speed-power combo is pretty exciting there. And a big thanks to Tom Flanagan for joining us. I could talk to him for hours about some of the things going on with the Brewers' prospects. The Sounds, by the way, had that 15-game winning streak snapped last night. Aaron Ashby pitched an absolute gem as he threw seven innings, gave up just one unearned run, one hit, one walk, 11 strikeouts. He was unbelievably good, and he's been good overall this year. 23 years old, left-hander, big-time stuff. He's thrown now 27 and two-thirds innings pitch. That's a team high. He struck out 39 already this year, and a, a tough loss for him. He's now 2-1 and one in his six starts. But Ashby is off to a great start as the Sounds are playing unbelievably good baseball right now. Zach Green's been making a lot of noise. Uh, of course, nine home runs and 27 driven in for him so far on the year down in AAA Nashville. Biloxi, they started the 2021 campaign below 500, but they've had a lot of big moments to celebrate. We've told you about the Ethan Small combined no-hitter along with Zach Venaro, uh, Nate Kirby, and Matt Hardy. Uh, that was clear back in the middle of May, but there's some good stuff going on there. Peyton Henry, who's really known for what he can do behind the plate defensively, but he came into yesterday hitting a solid 299 with one home run. Uh, Nate Kirby has been a nice bright spot. That's a good story. He's dealt with a ton of injuries, but he has a 174 ERA in his first 10 appearances of the year. Bryce Terang starting to swing the bat well. He had a big weekend last weekend as well. He came into yesterday's action with 16 driven in on the year. The big name that everybody should be paying attention to is Corey Howell. He is turning a ton of heads. 22 years old in high A with the Wisconsin Timber Rattlers. He came into yesterday's action hitting 320 with seven home runs, 20 RBIs, 10 stolen bases in just his first 26 games. He's a former 12th round pick. He does not currently show up in the crew's top 30 prospect list, but that's likely to change soon. He is a prospect, and the Brewers brass really like what they're seeing from Corey Howell. He's, he's, he's a fairly big guy, six foot three, has some range. 
he's an exciting guy for the Brewers from a uh, prospect standpoint. And Garrett Mitchell is back. He hit a home run the other night, uh, kind of picked up where he left off. There's a lot to be excited about with Garrett Mitchell. He is on a very good track, just needs to stay healthy and uh, see what he can do over the course of this next month. But everything is there right now for Garrett Mitchell, the, the, the athletic talent, the numbers are, are what they're supposed to be. He's putting up big-time numbers. He came into yesterday 7 for 16 in his small amount of games that he's been able to play in with a triple a home run and four driven in. David Hamilton is a guy that's very speedy, a college shortstop that can really run uh, 19 stolen bases coming into yesterday's action. Javon Ward has been hot, uh, hitting 328 with 13 RBIs and was in the midst of a 12-game hitting streak going into last night as well. There's a couple really interesting names in low A. 22-year-old Ernesto Martinez, big-time talent, very toolsy, uh, just a ton of raw athleticism, and he's putting it together this year, hitting 301 coming into yesterday, five home runs, 15 driven in, 10 extra base hits, eight stolen bases. He can do a little bit of everything. And then another player that this is exciting, I think. When Joe Gray was selected in the second round, everybody knew he had all the athletic ability to be a great baseball player, but there was some concern over the swing and miss over his contact skills at the plate. Well, he's putting that together now. 272, seven home runs. Actually, make that eight home runs because he homered last night. 30-plus RBIs, bunch of stolen bases. He was the low-A East Player of the Week on the last week of May. So those are some names to, to keep an eye on down on the farm that are doing some really good things right now for the Brewers and some exciting stuff as well. That's going to do it for us in this week's edition of Brewers on Tap. Make sure you go to Brewers.com, get your Brewers tickets. We want to see you out at the ballpark for the rest of this year. We are opened up all the way starting on June 25th. Have a great one, everybody. Until next time, I'm Lane Grindle. Brewers.